So basically, I went mm-hmm. for an improv comedy show. Okay, was it good? Yeah, it was. The Broad Strokes are like all-woman comedy group. Okay. So good. If it's women, it's usually good. Exactly. Improv comedy freaks me out. Yeah. But okay, that sounds good. I had to bring my, my partner along. And they okay. were like, what if it's really bad? And I was like, it's okay. If it's bad, like we can laugh at it still, you know? It's like... True. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really good. Okay. So I'm at the bar ordering a drink. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, waiting along. Also, like, I look at the prices beforehand and I'm astounded that they are seven euro for a pint yeah i mean i have i don't go out as much as i used to but i was like that's a pretty big fucking jump like crazy lives is real it's crazy mm-hmm. so you know i'm waiting then there's this girl next to me and she's like oh hey and i was like oh hi how are you and she's like i'm just gonna talk to you now to cause a little distraction and i was like okay so she puts her empty pint glass inside the bar and I was like, oh, okay, she's discarding her old pint glass, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I'm Venus, whatever. And she goes to pour herself a pint, just like pops the handle down. And I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And she's like, oh, yes, Venus, see, I'm doing this because the price is just crazy. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, I agree. The price Jesus is Christ. fucking crazy. And, you know, so like... I'm looking, I'm looking out for her as well. I'm like, oh my God, is anyone going to look? Because, you know, she's talking to me. So if she gets caught, I get caught you now. You get caught, yeah. You're, she, so yeah. she finished the pint, pour, uh, picks the handle up. And the guy like looks over like for like a second and then looks back to what he was doing. Fuck. And so I was just, I, I just like kept my eyes down, didn't do anything. And she just picked up her pint and she walked away. That is, I admire her, but that is fucking crazy. It, and Like insane. Yeah. And the fact that, like, she thought that you'd go along with it. Well, and you and did. I, and I, <laughs> I was a victim, okay? I was a victim to this cause. You were coerced. Yeah. Um, fucking hell. But, like, yeah, I actually don't blame her. Yeah. Really. Seven euro for a pint. That's just insane. Yeah. The funny like, thing is, I just kept yeah. seeing her the, the whole night going on. Like, I saw her when I was walking home. I saw her the entire time I was in the bar. But... Uh-huh. My new best friend. Yeah. <laughs> she she has more things. To, she has more fraud for you to um, yeah. participate in, it seems. Welcome to Pre-Drinks at Layla's, the show where I, Layla Beastie, sit down with the guest and talk about the topic du jour. My guest this week is the gorgeous artist, Venus Patel. So much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Oh no worries. We are having a glass of wine today, which I have not had been brave enough to have a sip of yet because I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up in the bathroom if I do. Um, it's okay, I'll drink it all. Okay, no okay. Um, stop talking about myself. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty yeah. good. Been working like pretty hard these past few months and okay. just been going at it. And I think that's kind of the way my brain works. Like I always want to be working on something. Mm-hmm. And even now that I'm kind of out of it and having a chance to chill out and relax, I just like, I feel like I'm doing nothing in a sense. I'm just like at home watching like Selling Sunset and trashy reality shows. But like, it's good. It's good. But I just like, you know, you're kind of like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. let's do something. I get it. Yeah. I'm really bad at like staying in or or anything or yeah, not feeling like I have anything going on. Yeah. This week... The topic du jour I'm glad to reveal is Hit It Nile. 
confidence. Are you a confident person, Fiat Patel? You know, it, it's a very complicated concept, I the agree. idea of confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I had a conversation about confidence maybe like three years ago with my old flatmate. And I just had in my mind that I was a very confident person. And she was like, no, I, I don't think you are. Okay. I think maybe you come across as that, but you actually don't have confidence. Yeah. And I thought it was very interesting and I just did not agree with her. But I feel like I now I kind of look at it and I kind of understand that. I feel like I've always had this, you know, barrier built up, which, you know, you kind of need to, to exist in society. Totally. You know, definitely. no one's going to give you shit. I mean, people will still give you shit, of but course. it's going to be less. Yeah. If, I mean, if you're just like hunkering down in yourself and you look really scared all the time, you know, you're more likely for people to say shit to you. Definitely. So if you come across as this like beautiful goddess, confident bitch. Which you do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean. People just let me do what I need to do mm-hmm. and they don't say shit as much. Okay. But I still feel like I do struggle with confidence. Okay. And especially like coming out as trans in the past few years, mm-hmm. I think I, I've dealt with that kind of border or that barrier kind of coming down a little bit and being even more self-aware and self-conscious of myself. Okay. And I mean, it's something that I feel like I need to continually build on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that confidence, like, ebbs and flows. Like, you'll have times when you're, like, where confidence comes a bit easier for a few months and then. But also, it's something, like, you have to practice as yeah. well. Yeah, constantly. Because, yeah. um, like, you constantly hear people say, like, oh, as I got older, I got less confident and stuff like that. And, like, it's it's a skill to work yeah. on, really. Um, but it's, for us, it's a very necessary one, I think. Yeah. So when when would you, like, mainly struggle to feel confident? Honestly, just literally going outside, going really? in public. I think I'm just like always thinking about other people. Or I'm like, oh, am I passing enough? You know, am I, mm-hmm. are people looking at me a certain way? It's very hard to judge, you know? And it's it's also a thing of safety as well, I think is totally. a big thing. And it's like, you want to make sure that you're the safest you can be. And I feel like I struggle with my confidence in that way because... I'm always just constantly worrying. Definitely. And I feel like I'm not able to just be within myself, be in the moment and just be confident in myself because yeah. I always have that back thoughts, you know? I can definitely relate to that. I feel like, yeah, like as a trans person and like I'd be very tall and stuff, like you're you're just so visible. Like mm. a lot of people do just kind of look at you like um, or whatever. And yeah, I, I constantly feel that I, I think that comes across in like the way I dress and stuff as well like I, I can't really dress down like I'm always wearing trying to wear something fabulous and um, because I'm just like people are gonna be fucking looking at me mm-hmm. and that's my kind of way of coping is thinking okay well at least I'll look nice yeah um but the yeah the constant visibility it can be quite exhausting mm. Mm. just everywhere everywhere you go people are just looking looking yes guys let me let me let me breathe let yeah. me give me a minute <laughs> I kind of understand it as well like I think it's kind of harmless in some ways like sometimes I do look at people because mm. I'm like oh my god I, I'm fascinated by the way they look yeah. or whatever and then I have to stop myself because I'm like this is the thing you literally hate yeah. um but yeah and then obviously there are people who do it for not so nice reasons too yeah but um yeah at least we look fab 
Exactly. And that's all that, that's all that matters. <laughs> that is all that matters in this world, how you look. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I hate when people say to me, like, oh my God, like, you have so much confidence, like, with this, like, thing of surprise in their mm-hmm. voice. Like, and yeah. I, I know Mindy Kaling has this great quote about it that I cannot remember, but uh, about saying, like, you know, they don't expect certain people to be confident in this world mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think it's, like, a really good thing to to have it yeah um do people ever say that to you yeah definitely I also get the like wow like you're so brave also oh. that kind of like surprise in it as well but it's like it's very condescending I think so condescending and also just like you know I'm just existing as a person and then being like, wow like, oh, you're just so brave yeah look at you you left the house today yeah. like yeah <laughs> yeah you're right but <laughs> yeah yeah it annoys me as well because I'm like I am I am brave and I do, I am amazing, but like not for the reasons you think, yeah. you know, you don't actually know me. Um, that, that does annoy me. Um, yeah, I always picture um, the one from the movie, Brave, <laughs> when, I, when, yeah, when they yeah. say that, yes. Um, That's so you. Yeah. <laughs> I did have my hair crimped the other night and I did look kind of like her, yeah. <laughs> what would you like advise to someone who's struggling to be confident? Would you have advice? I think a lot of it is really just coming to terms with yourself. Totally. And even if that's not loving yourself at first, it's just learning more about yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, as a person. Mm -hmm. I think I was in a, you know, bad phase of my life where I was just getting caught up in the, like, the alcohol and going out and stuff like that. And I kind of lost sight of myself and even my sense of self. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've only kind of regained that that my, my past few years okay and I feel like in that and learning what kind of person I am kind of has helped me grow in that aspect and even so like building up that barrier or that like false confidence as well yeah. does help bolster your actual confidence because if you you know play it up enough or pretend enough you will start to feel like yourself and I feel like that's definitely helped me yeah yeah I definitely agree I remember when I was a teenager, I was dying to reinvent myself mm. because um, I had felt quite unconfident for like a year or two. And as you do when you're a teenager, I mean, you're constantly insecure. But um, like I was starting to present as quite female, feminine then and stuff as well. So um, I was obsessed with Cosmopolitan magazine. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually never buy it anymore. I must must have a look and see if it's still as good. But uh, I remember one of the things was like advice for, I don't know, a job interview or something like that. But it was mm-hmm. saying like, if you walk into a room, like you are comfortable there and like you own it, then people will think that you are comfortable mm-hmm. um, or whatever. And I was like, that is really good advice. So I really like worked on my walk and my... Um, yeah my kind of my presenting like like I was really confident or whatever and I also started to get quite bullied at the time and I remember when I went I went eventually went to the principal and was like you know I, you need to stop this like it's getting out of hand and when she confronted them and asked them like what was the, their problem with me one of them said she just walks around like such a an arsehole and I was like I love that he said that yeah. like it gets to him that I'm walking around like I'm comfortable or whatever and he obviously thinks well you shouldn't feel comfortable or whatever and that was where the bullying began mm. um, but I loved that hearing that I was like it was the best form of like okay well I'm doing the right thing if I'm pissing someone like him off you know yeah. but yeah I love that <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that he said that. I love that he like said that. Ass. Look like a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and what? <laughs> I know, it made me walk even more confidently <laughs> around the place. Um, yeah, I always, I would have always, like, um, perceived that you were confident, I think. Mm. But, like, we, we would have met through, like, times when we were drinking and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I think I definitely have, like, an elevated self sometimes when I'm drinking. Me too. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm this powerful bit. You know, I was actually in um, Lisbon with my mom like last week, two weeks ago. Okay. And, um, you know, I was walking around leading her. She's from America. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she doesn't know the European way. <laughs> just even the metro. Okay, wow. And so I'm, like, walking around, you know, whatever. And I, you know, I'm kind of looking at people and how they're looking at us. And I asked her, I was like, do you think that I come across as a bitch? Honestly. Okay. And she was like, I don't think like a bitch, but, like, you know your shit. Like, you don't give a fuck about anyone else. Like, that's how you come across. Like, you're just so, like, powerful. And you know that you look fucking good and you don't care. Brilliant. Was like, that was so nice to hear. But Lovely. I was like, very true. And again, it's like that kind of thing that you need to have. Definitely. And most of the time, I don't really think about it. I just, like, you know, kind of go with this, like, blank face in my yeah. mind. But it's just that, like, feeling it or, like, looking confident really, like bolsters you yeah I think yeah I'm trying to smile more when I walk around these days because um, (laughs) I was the woman who like men come up and say like um smile it might never happen you know that's shite that Irish men say all the time um but the yeah because a lot of people have been like to me when I've seen you like on a bus or whatever walking through town you look like you want to kill someone and I'm like oh god yeah so I think maybe my confidence has gone too far where I look like I'm <laughs> furious um, and like nobody should bother me but then people say a lot of shit in Dublin I know mm. I've read that you you find that as well like yeah. people will just talk to you and say shit to you and stuff like that and yeah maybe like the defense mechanism has gone to the point where I look kind of angry mm-hmm. and I don't like the thought of me walking around looking angry because I'm not actually feeling it mm-hmm. I don't think um, I, I feel that as well like mm. I think I'm a generally very nice and fun and happy person I agree yes <laughs> but yeah when I'm walking around I do have that expression but it's because you know all the shit that people say you know and I if you just look angry you're just hoping that nobody says anything to you and again they just leave you alone yeah but I don't like quite feel like that. And I wish I didn't have to exist in that kind of way or mm-hmm. have that kind of expression mm-hmm. on me. But it's just kind of the way the world is. It like, is, yeah. If you just go, like, I want to just, you know, be happy and, you know, smile at everyone. But, you know, men are just so awful. Awful. And then if you're smiling, they'll be like, oh, well, like, oh, like, let, let me come over. Like, let me talk to you. Oh, like, let's yes. have sex. Like, crazy shit, crazy shit that yeah. men say on the street. Yeah. No, they're gone really bad here. And yeah, I mean, people keep talking to me about like how they feel like Dublin is getting worse. And I'm like, of course it is. Mm. We're all so stressed about the housing and the cost of living and everything. Mm. Like it's proven that when, you know, a cost of living crisis happens, people get more violent and more all that kind of stuff. And like, anyway, I'm not going to get... I'm not going to go on a rant about the government, but, um, you know, if they don't put a stop to it, like the city is just going to get a lot worse. And for that, I think it means, you know, I had my first incident of somebody being an arsehole to me. Um, 
in a long time where a man came in to Charlie's. <laughs> um, I was in the George and then I was in Charlie's and I was eating my Chinese and this man came in and he said to me, can I sit here? Or is the seat taken? You know, the way there's long tables in Charlie's and I was like, um, no, you can sit there if you want. And he was staring at me and I thought like, oh God, he, he's going to start flirting. <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. originally. And then uh, he said, um, can I ask you a question? And I was like, yes. And he was like, um, I didn't hear what he said. So I said, what? And then he, uh, no, I said, did you say, am, uh, am I okay? And he said, yeah. And I said, yeah, I'm fine. And then uh, I continued eating. And then he said, I didn't actually ask, are you okay? I said, are you a guy? And I was like, yeah, I thought you said that. So I was like, I'm just going to say this now before we even start. I was like, get the fuck out, away from me, mm-hmm. uh, from my table. And he was like, why would you get annoyed at me? Why would you dress like that and then get annoyed at me asking that question? And I was like, okay. Like, it's been so long since I've had the kind of raw aggression because, you know, with people like would shout things and then they kind of run on a lot mm. of the time or whatever. This was somebody like literally in my face. Yeah. And it was this, you know, I, I'm convinced he was like a well-dressed guy. I'm convinced he was just in that fucking Ben Shapiro gender mm. ideology bullshit or whatever and decided to come for me. And I'm a big believer that with, you know, fascists, you have to be get violent. So I was like, I think I'm going to have to hit someone for the first time in my life. Did you hit him? Yeah, I stood up and hit him in the face. That's so good. Twice. And then... Iconic. <laughs> my first time ever hitting someone. Oh my God. But that's not true. I slapped a guy in the face last year because he stuck his bare ass in my friend's face. But uh, that was for another person. But yeah, my first time ever like hitting someone. How did that feel? Really scary. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, it felt good. Like I-, I walked away from the thing being like, well, I did my best, do you know? Mm. Um, now I was I had quite a bit of drink taken so the minute it stopped like the woman in Charlie's like freaked out and was like stop 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 obviously because we just started I just started a fist fight in her Chinese and she I was like I'm so sorry and then I burst into tears and then yeah. um, but yeah I, I'd hit him twice and he tried to hit me back but I like managed to dodge it I don't know I'm, apparently I'm a skilled oh fighter my God. <laughs> which I never learned and then he uh, yeah when I went out to Georgia Street um, and I was like crying and there were these girls who were like helping mm. um, and he came back and started again and they were like pushing him away from me then like mm. physically had to like push him away from me and then he went off with his friend laughing um, or whatever so I haven't ever talked about that in a public space I, I don't I've never really known how to tell that story because it was horrific yeah I'm really sorry that happened thank you <laughs> oh, thank you lovely um, I just I know what that's like and I know this, this urge to be violent and I've always always wondered what that's like because you know how can men like that get away with things like that yeah how can they just demonize women you know queer people people of color and just get away with it and they you know they think they're all that so I've just wanted to yeah punch them yeah. do something mm-hmm. but it's very scary because you don't know about your own safety what they're going to do they can kill you they can yeah I mean I was very fortunate and very safe because I was in such a public place. There mm. were girls around me. Yeah. And we were on fucking Georgia Street. So I knew that like people would back me up. If yeah. it had been a situation where there was a chance where he, I would have just left. I think I would have just walked away and not said it to him. But yeah, I know you've talked about stuff like that, like publicly um, before, like you've been very vulnerable about that side of things and stuff. Um, does it, do you think it affects your, your confidence 
after an incident? I think when a lot of it got worse for me, I think it was very easy to be like, oh, like that doesn't affect me. You know, I'm still myself. I can do whatever. Yeah. But I think subconsciously it was still haunting me. Yeah. And even on a subconscious level, I would be afraid to leave my house. And I still feel like I am to this day, you know, I still like carry that subconsciously. And, you know, it's very difficult to work through through therapy and you're like, you know, you're scared to leave your house. Um, And, you know, they can help as much as they can. And, you know, like, oh, no, it's okay. It's going to be okay. But it's a very sad thing because you don't know what's going to happen on a daily basis. Anything could happen. Totally. And I do feel like that does affect my confidence sometimes. Again, just having that on the back burner of like when I walk outside, like, oh, is someone going to do something? And, you know, most days I try to ignore it. Yeah. And I feel like I'm usually okay. But -hmm. some days it's just, it gets very difficult. Definitely. I'm so sorry. It's so shit. Um, Yeah. Like I'm constantly on the lookout for that guy because he lives in Dublin. Like, you know, um, Honestly, I have such a bad memory of people's faces. And so I'm always, I always wonder if like all these people that have done bad things to me are just like around and I just don't even notice. Don't even notice. Fuck. Yeah. It's probably, maybe that's a good thing though, because yeah, you're not constantly best, on yeah. the lookout. Yeah. Um, fuck. How do you feel about living in Dublin? I love it here. I love how small it is. Um, and how like I can bump into a friend wherever I go and stuff like that Um, and yeah I love the city I feel very safe here mostly Um, but yeah I think that's because like I'm white and you know and I look like this is going to sound wanky but like I've modelled before and stuff so like I look nice like you know well okay I'm beautiful I'm just gonna say it (laughs) but like people are constantly saying to me oh my god you're so gorgeous and stuff and like I definitely think there's a pretty privilege with being trans Mm. where they'll accept a like beautiful woman and I'm putting on air quotes way quicker than they'll accept somebody who maybe doesn't pass and I hate using the word pass and I Mm -hmm. especially hate using doesn't pass but it's how society looks at people like I I think they'll treat someone very different do you agree I agree definitely I think um it's very silly, but like even going blonde for me yeah. was a really crazy thing it because fast, <laughs> I really do love it. Um, but I, I was watching a TikTok before and it was like, oh, how different men perceive different hair colors. And it was like, if you have like any colored hair, like pink or green, they won't like look at you. If you have brown, you know, a little bit more. But if you have blonde, men will look at you. And I did realize that when I went into blonde. Mm-hmm. That, like, yes, they will look at you more, but also you're under this, like, bubble of scrutiny as well because you're looked upon so much. Definitely. Which I feel like has also affected my confidence because I really do love being blonde and it's amazing, yeah. I think. But, yeah, you're always just constantly being watched even more so. Yeah. But I think um, even, like, going on hormones, I feel like, has reached brought me to another level as well and I do feel like I am able to pass a little bit more than I used to okay and I feel like that has helped in some way with people saying things at me yeah it does yeah but um yeah it still lingers there how do you feel about living in Dublin I 
Are you settled here? Because I know you've bounced around a bit. Yeah. I So I recently moved to Smithfield. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Um, I've been moving around the past, like, how long have I been? Like five, six years. Mm-hmm. I think there is a lot of good people. And the majority of the time, it's a great place to live. Yeah. But it's just those assholes that you get once in a while. Mm-hmm. And there might not even be that many, but it's just like anytime you go out, someone's saying something. Definitely. And it's just like once in a while, but it's still like pains you. Yeah. You know? Totally. Moving from like, I moved from like the suburbs of LA and everything was very spread out there, you know, very hard to get any sense of community, mm-hmm. which I feel like here, everything is more concentrated being yeah. like the capital of the country. And I was able to find some sort of community here and, you know, make friends and have a partner. And I have my kind of life here. Mm-hmm. But I just think, yes, yeah, sometimes it's just very difficult to live because there's a lot of ignorant people. Definitely. And a lot of people that aren't aware, you know, of trans people, of people of color. Yeah. And they just, you know, are mean yeah. people. So, I mean, I, I've toyed around with the idea of moving to somewhere else but it's hard though because I feel like I have found my roots here yeah and I have my friends I have my partner I have my life here yeah but I don't know I think during COVID it, it definitely got a lot worse for me and Did it? for a lot of other people I just feel like because everyone was so separated yeah they weren't aware of you know again the other identities that live outside yeah and I feel like that made the hate crimes on me a lot harder yeah I, d- I don't know now if it's getting maybe a little bit better, but I still think it's difficult at some some points. There's a definite, like, I know you, you were at Panty's show on Sunday, as mm. was I, and, like, there's, she was talking about the far right yeah. holding that is coming over the city, and it's something I feel terrified about. Um, yeah. And, yeah, there's a definite, like, fear there. Um, and, yeah, I think that COVID, you know, with the anti-vax movement and anti-mask movement, they're all far right. Like, so they, they've recruited a lot more people to their yeah. way of thinking. And um, I hate the thought of you leaving if, if for those reasons. I mean, obviously, if you wanted to leave for other reasons, then I would hate the thought of you leaving anyway. But um, I would hate the thought of you having to leave the city like that. But then at the end of the day, you have to you have to look out for yourself and prioritize yourself. Yeah. I was even like, you know, looking at other places. I spent like past six months trying to look for a place to live okay yeah and i was living in the liberties before okay which um it, it's an interesting neighborhood because um it's a very historic neighborhood so a lot yeah. of older families live there but also there's like the influx of like art students and music students that are there yeah and like i live just off of mead street and it's a very it is a very community-based neighborhood mm-hmm. but I just know, like, I would always feel like an outsider, just being different in general. And people yeah. would always, you know, say shit and yeah. you know, yell at you and stuff like that. So I didn't feel like it was a good or safe place for me. Yeah, I don't go to the Liberty as much for the same reason. I actually yeah. quite find it quite rough, even though it's so gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but my friends are like, I love going to the Liberties. Why don't we go there? And I'm like, I don't want to because <laughs> I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. It's very interesting, though, because like a, a gay bar just opened up on Meath Street. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, but I was looking in places, you know, s- s- more south, you know, like Ranelagh, Rathmines or anywhere, even just outside of the city centre, because again, just having that like current, that daily influx of people, you never know who you're going to get. Exactly. Yeah. But um, I did get my friend's room opened up in Smithfield. So that's okay. where I am now. But I know that like, 
It's been fine now, mm-hmm. but I know that the past times that I've lived in like Phippsborough, Stony Battersmith Field, there's been a lot of mean people. Yeah. So I really don't know what it's going to be like or. Yeah. It's very hard to tell what the future is going to hold, I suppose. Yeah. I had an ex in Smithfield and he, um, or when I used to visit him I, at first, I was like, oh, isn't Smithfield like, because I used to live quite near the area and mm-hmm. I found it quite bad for harassment and stuff like that. But it did seem to be better when I was, mm. you know, last year I was there a lot and it did seem to be a bit better. Um, so I hope, I hope that you'll be happy there. Yeah. <sighs> it's um, great. I'm living with like someone who's much nicer anyway than my last flatmate. Okay, good. So that I, means everything. Yeah. Um, I hate living. I, I'm not good with living with people I don't know or don't know that well. Yeah. But yeah, we're like good friends. Okay, so. good. Oh, I'm delighted for you. anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've kind of gone into this, but like, how does your confidence like affect your work? Your level of confidence? Because I think we've established that it ebbs and flows and stuff. So like, mm. anyway, sorry, come on. <laughs> I think I, whenever my confidence is down or my self-esteem, or if there's something that I'm going through, like, um, I was, I was um, egged, what was it, two years ago, yeah. I think. And so I was, you know, dealing with a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that I kind of work through that is I channeled that through my art and through yeah. my work. Mm-hmm. And I made like a short film about it. And it was like very abstract, but it was still like about this idea of how you respond to being hate crimed and the kind of sadness, the anger, the, whether that be like internalized or externalized that I would go through. Yeah. And so I was able to, work through it in a sense. And I feel like that did help me gain my confidence back a little bit more. Yeah. And especially because a lot of my work deals with sort of public performance. Yeah. Where I would go into public spaces such as O'Connell Street or Grafton Street and I would do a performance there. Yeah. And even that in itself takes a lot of confidence. Of course. And I feel like I had to like push myself to that. But in that way, I've kind of been able to grow from it and even gain my sense of self back by okay. being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what it's like to like just go onto a street and it's very crazy. Perform. It's very scary, and now I'm kind of used to it. Yeah, like this project, I've been like pretending to be like a preacher, going out, and I have this like huge megaphone. Amazing, but it's very funny because I was like blending in with the other kind of actual preachers yes. that were there. Mm-hmm. But um, it's quite fun, and then when you get into it, like I get like. It's this great energy that you feel around it that it's like, I feel like it really does just help me in general. Yeah, that's amazing. I love the thought of you being a preacher. <laughs> um, we were walking, me and my friend were walking down Henry Street um, a couple of months ago. Actually, sorry, this is just a, a story. But uh, my friend Sarah um, was like reading their signs that there were a load of people there with signs and one of them had a sign saying there are only two genders. Well, she read it and she said there are only two genders, a man. And she was like, a man? There are only two genders, a man? And I was like, what? And then I looked and I was like, amen. Is there only two genders, amen? <laughs> and she was like, oh, right. But because she had made us look at his sign and like, uh-huh. it looked like we were discussing it, he came after us with okay. the sign and he said, that's correct. That's true to me. And I said, um, I walked like right back up to him, right beside him. And I was like, sorry, what did you say? 
and he just looked straight ahead holding a sign like like um a Buckingham Palace guard but like um he would and I was like you're very brave and kept walking and I was like thanks to fucking lot there you just had that crazy come after me and tell me there are only two genders um but yeah I love the thought of you being in there with them that's hilarious it's um, funny because people didn't actually listen to what I was saying and they would just take me as like you know one of the crazy creatures yeah but I was being like all straight people must die. Men must be women. <laughs> women must be men. And no one, like, they were like, oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah I, I, we're so jaded, I think, from <laughs> stuff like that that we all just avoid it. Yeah. Um, God, that's gas. I did take an anti-abortion person's flyers one time and throw them in the bin as well. This is just me bragging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, where can we find the film, actually? I haven't... I'd love to see it. So it's... So we just finished editing it. We submitted it for the Gays Film Festival. So yeah. fingers crossed it gets in. Okay. I'll keep but, my fingers crossed. Yeah. And the one about the hate crime. Oh, yes. So that... Um, where is that on? It's going to be at a trans art festival in July. Okay. Transfusion. It's going to be at the CHQ building, I okay. believe. And then it's also going to be in the Butler Gallery in Kilkenny, June 4th. Amazing. Today, I think. Okay. But yeah, if anyone's like interested, definitely reach out to me. Okay, definitely. You'll have the info on your Instagram for the festival, yeah. I presume, because I'd love to go to that, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't really do stuff about being trans very much, <laughs> which I'd like to start. I went to the Gay Theatre Festival mm. um, a couple of weeks ago, and that was amazing. But yeah, I'd like to see. Um. Anyway, <laughs> do you think there have ever been times in your life when you were like overconfident? Probably all the time. Um, <laughs> I think um, definitely during my like alcohol going out phase, I was just, I think it's scary. When I look back on like that time in my life, I'm just like, that was too much. I think maybe you needed to reassess, reassess your confidence, what you were going through, tone it back. Yeah. 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 Particularly during COVID, I think we all got quite reckless yeah. with how creative we had bad. to be to crazy. to drink and fucking hell yeah, we we, we were a bit mad. Yeah. <laughs> I think like my yeah, I did have like I had a crazy period and see when I moved here for like my first and second year of college. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Neil, Jack, you yes. know, you know the gang. Yeah. Just going out. But yeah, I think COVID as well just hadn't at the period, like running from the guards all the time. That was like so crazy to think about, but so fun. Oh, we were so young and, and reckless and free. What it was happened? like a second adolescence. It was yeah. great. Um, yeah, fucking running from the guards was hilarious. Um, I miss it. I think those were like maybe the, the most fun times of my life. Yeah. I was constantly saying that to people on the canal. I was like, yeah. take a look around because we are going to look back and be like, this was so fun. Yeah. Um, which I do. I have really fond memories. Every time I pass, I think of it. I actually live by the canal now. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of reminiscing. I think it was like my first time also connecting with like a queer community here. Yeah. And I didn't really get that before. Like I'd gone to like queer groups and stuff like that. But like this was like, you know, a huge group. Every queer person in Dublin was there. Yeah. In we like were. one spot. Uh, and I think that was... It was really great, especially during the COVID times when you felt so isolated from everyone, but like being with other people like you. Definitely. That was great. Yeah, it was um, having like, there's definitely something to talk about there with like how queer spaces are so like drink and drug um, heavy. Yeah. But it was really special. Um, 
And yeah, I don't know. I actually had someone recently, a teenager, asked me about like finding their queer community. And I was like, oh, I found mine through drinking. So I, mm. I have no advice for you, really. Like, um, God, yeah. I don't know what, what you do. Um, presumably there's, there's stuff out there. <laughs> I, I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, I did try and go to like a few queer groups and trans groups and stuff like that. And I mean, they're okay if you like, but it was just hard to keep up with and constantly go if yeah. you didn't really find it amazing. Yeah. You know, I suppose, I know like the outhouse, they host like so many different activities. And I know when I was like coming here as well, I looked on, um, I remember the app, it's called like meeting, there's meeting.com. Yeah. But there, there's like stuff, there's like you. gay book clubs. There's yeah. all okay. these different kinds of things. And I feel like those were, fun that's good you know yeah. rather than just like being in a circle and people like oh yeah i'm trans let's yeah. meet you rather than like you actually do something or you find an activity that you're definitely excited about yeah i've been playing with the idea of starting a transport group actually mm. where the focus would be on like empowering yourself sexuality wise mm. um called like something like not your fetish or mm. something just because i think if you're a trans woman who dates men you have well maybe if you date women as well i don't know but you have a torrent of just horrific experiences and um and then I, I see a lot of women yeah giving giving into that nearly mm-hmm. thinking like thinking sexualization. Yeah. It's very difficult and I definitely did struggle with that. Did you? And um you know or or being this kind of like submissive, you know, girl, you know, you can do whatever, whatever. Yeah. And like I only realize that, like, when I'm with my partner now, who does not fetishize me at all, Good. but like, <laughs> actually cares about me. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what was I doing before? You know, letting men do all these things to me. For what? Like, I got no pleasure out of it. No. Whatsoever. And it was just for them. But it's hard, though, because, like, as trans women, men will constantly fetishize you. Like, oh, wow. You're so, you're so different. Oh, I've always wanted to get with a man. You yeah. know, like, oh. But yeah, it's really hard to break out of. And I think it's only like through empowering yourself. And, yeah. You know, finding a good, strong community and finding someone who actually cares about you that you're able to break free from that. Yeah. Since having my surgery, I've actually like had a lot of, um, a lot less interest, um, a lot less people swiping and stuff, which is kind of a blessing because it means like, you know, I don't have chases in my DMs and stuff as much. But uh I, I found myself kind of missing the attention of it and mm. I was like but I hated it at the time but then I, I yeah and then but it, it is a great way of like I've had experiences where I've been like at a bar and the man has come up to talk to me and then he'll start with the whole you know oh I think you're so interesting and then I just say I have a vagina <laughs> and a lot of them go away because they're like oh um, really? yeah it's crazy yeah because um, I remember saying to an ex who I was like I was with but I wasn't um we were in an open arrangement yeah. and I was saying like, I don't know whether to put it in my bio that I'm post-op or not. Cause I was like, I don't want to say it, but I also don't want to have people like swiping on me with this expectation. Mm. And then, and he was like, well, I think any man will just, will be grand no matter what you have. And I was like, no, that's how you are. Like, mm. I was like, you're great. But I was like, I think you're really overestimating how nice most men are. Cause mm. a lot of them are, they see you as an experiment, this gross yeah. kind of experiment. Um, yeah, and I think it's something that, you know, it's hard for us to talk about 
um, just because it's so personal. And then obviously, like, it's hard to talk about sex and stuff as well. Um, and yeah, I am playing around with starting that group. Maybe I will. Um, I've had like a man invite me over because like to experiment or whatever. Like, oh, I've never been with someone like that. Yeah. And this did um, oh, do not so. good with my confidence because he was just like, so whatever, you know, I go over, we're making out, start taking out my clothes a little bit. And he like starts gagging because he's so disgusted with the idea of me. No. And like, you don't know what to do. He's like, sorry, sorry, get off me. Get off me. No, I can't do it. Oh my and, God, like, that's hard. I didn't know what to fucking do. I was just like, oh. But I was just like, you know, practically naked just there. And it's okay. It's like, sorry, I just, I, I can't. It's just, it's really gross. And um, you can stay over. You can stay over. Um, but um, just, just don't. Oh, my God. And you're so vulnerable and, and yeah. everything. And um, like that did fuck with me of for course. a while. Because it's like someone like physically gagging at you and your <laughs> body. Which isn't about you at all, but of yeah. course it's going to But it's just like think. these men that think or they want to like fetishize you and they're actually t- disgusted. Yeah. You know? I had a I had a really similar experience where a guy said to me, um, we were really enjoying ourselves. He started everything. He chased me. And then, um, yeah, when, when he, well, when, when I got my penis out, <laughs> I'm not going to skirt around it. He um, was like, I'm not as gay as I thought. Mm. And I was like, oh. <gasps> ouch like fucking hell and they don't realise that they're actually uh, anyway we could go on forever about how disgusting men are but maybe we should start a podcast called (laughs) Disgusting Men (laughs) but yeah I think I've pretty much asked you everything oh the overconfidence thing I definitely had times where I was overconfident Um, in terms of I was such a brat when I first moved to Dublin (laughs) I thought I'd come and like be a career. Where did you move here? Um, I was like 17, about to turn 18. I okay. moved here for college. Um, and I thought I'd just come to Dublin and become famous. Like I, I was writing to radio stations and TV shows <laughs> and everything being like, hello, I'm trans. <laughs> Talk to me about that. And um, yeah, like I remember the week that I came out as trans to my family, I was like, yeah, and... Um, I'm not going to say her name, but this celebrity is going to do a documentary about me because I'd been on the phone to her. I told her before I told my family. And they were like, what? Which the documentary never happened. But uh, they were like, what What are you on about? Um, but yeah, I was... And then, like, certain things I did, like certain media things and stuff, I would, like, show up late and just be, like, an absolute brat and be really cocky. And for some reason I stopped getting calls <laughs> and my career dried up um, who knew who knows why but uh, yeah so I, I've definitely gone through phases of having too much confidence <laughs> um, my last question for you is when do you wish you'd been more confident or when do you wish you could be more confident honestly every day every day I wish that I just you know, had a bit more confidence every single day. And I think I definitely am working up to that and I'm gaining it back. Brilliant. I'm glad to hear that. I think definitely during my youth. Yeah. And, you know, kind of finding myself. It, it was very difficult um, growing up because my, my family was, my parents were very repressive of like, they wouldn't let me dress certain ways, have a pink backpack, like little stuff like that. Yeah, my family were the same. But that definitely like impacted me and, 
But I think like during my last few years of high school, even in that like hiding of myself and opening myself up whenever mm-hmm. I got to school, I would like change, take my pink backpack out of my big backpack. I'm so glad you did that. I did the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way saying. to be. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, it was just like the finding myself. It just, you know, it takes confidence. Yeah. And, you know, I could wish that I had more confidence then, but I think confidence is, is a, it's a growing thing. You need to learn about it yourself. You need mm-hmm. to see the falls of not having it and what that's like vice versa yeah but um i think i'm happy with how confident i've been brilliant i think we can all continue to grow and find a a healthy confidence yeah i suppose yeah yeah i agree so many people struggle with confidence and not like some sometimes people who like aren't different in any way or whatever like Mm. they'll be really unconfident for reasons that I can't see and I I I remember saying to a friend one time like you've everything going for you like what what is wrong with you kind of and Mm. she got really annoyed at me and was like you know you're not the only person who like has struggles in life Mm. and stuff like that and she read me and she was right um (laughs) what (laughs) I was like, what the world doesn't revolve around me? Because um, I am convinced, one of my theories is that, um, like, the world, like, shuts off when I leave. Do you know? Like, I it I, does. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> You're like, I haven't done anything in months because we haven't seen each other. Um, yeah, no, I'm convinced that the world doesn't work when I'm not there. Like, so I, I'm like, the, I had that when I was three or four. I used to think I'd leave the classroom to go to the bathroom and everyone would be like, oh. We can stop pretending to be these students and a teacher. I don't know what was wrong with me. So I've always had a superiority complex. Um, <laughs> which, how did I even get into that? <laughs> anyway, um, yes, people, it's really crippling when you struggle with insecurity. And I do just wish for people that they can. But again, it's, yeah, it's something you practice. Like people aren't just born. Mm. Well, some people actually are. But um, but for me, like, I, there's been certain things that I was terrified doing the first time, going out to pubs on my own, which I do all the time now, because I, I love just going for a drink and talking to strangers now. Um, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> but it's, it's um, certain things, like, yeah, that I'd be terrified to do when I was younger. And I think that is just the way to live authentically, is to practice confidence mm. and literally doing whatever you want. Which is not an original thought at all. <laughs> um, I didn't ask. I'm sorry, listeners. I didn't ask a question of the week or a very important question this week because I was. I'm dosing, okay? It's it's episode five or six of the podcast. I can't even keep track, and I, I'm starting to slip. But um, I will be back with another question. Um, thank you so much for being so vulnerable with me. Um. I really actually enjoyed this chat. It was really gorgeous. Me too. Thank uh, you for having me on. No worries. I'm so glad to have you. Um, so we can find you on like Instagram and stuff yeah. like that. Um, uh, so my main Instagram is bbyvenus666. And then my art beautiful. one is venusart666. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. I cannot wait to see that movie. It sounds <laughs> amazing. And uh, yes, I, ho- I I really hope I bump into you playing a preacher um sometime, sometime. i yeah. do i did it um just right there on abbey street oh amazing yeah. oh god oh, okay um yeah i just have to do my thank yous um thank you to my lovely producer Niall duggan without whom this podcast would not be made thank you to dj succulent for my wonderful music 
thank you to anyone listening at this point. And thank you again, Venus Patel. Um, I've had a fun time.